0: Things starting to warm up around here. Looking forward to it. Got to go to a Mother's Day get-together on Sunday. Of course, grandma, my wife, my daughter-in-law, but more importantly, I get to hang out with my grandkids. The little two-year-old girl and nine-year-old boy. This is going to be fucking awesome. Looking forward to it. Now, in yesterday's podcast, I told you about a guy that hit me up. His name is Charles, and he's a Trump humper. He's somebody I first ran into on TikTok. Now, he was all over my post. Every time I posted something, he was there to contradict what I'm saying or try to engage me in an argument. And I didn't really think too much of it. And this was before the time I was just blocking people. Actually, he may have been the start of me starting to block Trump humpers. So anyway, I block him. I don't hear from him again. But this guy's kind of an odd character. He's not in your face. He's not ranting and raving and screaming and crying and doing all the stuff that normal Trump humpers do. He's kind of real low key. I'm going to make some references here for old people. The younger people may not get it. But he was kind of a sad sack character. Kind of a droopy dog character from the cartoon. Do you remember him? Oh, woe is me. <laughs> you know that guy. He's very low-key, so it was a weird situation to have him try to debate with me, and I wasn't sure why he kept jumping on my post, and then I figured it out. I went to his uh, page on TikTok, and I saw, well, he doesn't have many followers, which isn't surprising. He's not too bright. He's a Trump humper, has absolutely no fucking charisma. Now, he claims to be a former radio guy, and I suppose that may be there's a lot of shitty radio stations in this country that need shitty announcers. And he could very well have been one of those people in one of those places. But he kept bugging me, and I ended up blocking him on TikTok. So he's gone. Everything's good. And then just the other day, I get an email from him. But it looks like it might be a mass emailing. And what he's doing is he's promoting this book he wrote, which is pro-Trump and anti-Biden. I'm thinking, why the fuck does he send this to me? So this kind of annoys me. Now, understand, this book, this isn't a big book that was published by some big house. This was probably a fucking pamphlet that he wrote and put on Amazon and is selling as an ebook, Something any one of us can fucking do. But that's what he's done. And when I got this, I got angry. I said, look, Charles, I was tired of your shit on TikTok. I'm not listening to it here. I'm not giving you any fucking oxygen. I don't like you. I don't like your ideology. I'm certainly not going to help promote your shit. So why don't you just fuck right off? And I sent it off. And he sends me a note back and basically says, I wish you'd take your partisan head out of your ass. Oh, come on now. I can't just let that go. So I said, look, you're an idiot. You're stupid. You're looking for followers. You're looking to sell books. And since you don't have a following, you figure if you could engage with me and I put you on the podcast, that you can sell more books. If you think I'm stupid enough to do that, you're fucking crazy. And even if I didn't mind, if you sold books, you're so lame, you're so tired, you're so uninteresting, you would bore the people on my podcast. So no, you're not getting on the fucking podcast. But then he comes back to me and he says, if you don't quit harassing me, I'm going to report you. First of all, you're going to report me to who? Second of all, you emailed me, motherfucker. You started this shit. But this is what these trump lafucks do. They, they, they start uh, fighting. They, they start things off, and then they claim they're the victims. So I did the smart thing. I just blocked them on my emails, too. I don't know what to do with these people. It's ironic that they hate what I say, but they somehow want to attach themselves to me so they can get some exposure, cause some more chaos in hopes of raising their profile or selling books or fucking hats or whatever. (laughs) I promise you, I'm never going to allow that to happen because that's absolute bullshit and uh, somebody like this clown will never get any oxygen from me. All right, let's talk about the important stuff that's going on. And, of course, this uh, leaked draft opinion from the Supreme Court is all the rage these days. And it's going to be all the rage for a while. Now, everybody is concerned about the leaked Supreme Court draft opinion, suggesting that they will overturn Roe v. Wade. People are upset about this. They're mad. They are um, triggered. They're protesting in the streets. But I have a little different take on this. I see this as kind of a gift to the Democrats and the liberals. Really, I think this is a good thing for the Democrats and the liberals. Now, Don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to say overturning Roe v. Wade is a good thing. It is not a fucking good thing. But I think this situation is good for the Democrats and the liberals. Midterms are not that far off. And everybody seems to think Republicans are a shoe in to regain the majority in the House and the Senate. Now, I don't believe that. I've never believed that. And I don't think that will happen. But a lot of people do. But since this leaked document came out, it really kind of changes everything. We may just see a blue tsunami in the midterms in November because of this document. Think about it. If you forcibly take a constitutional right away from women, 51% of the population of this country, well, that doesn't bode well for Republicans come election time. The last thing you want to do is be specific like this on Roe v. Wade. I have to think the real plan was to get this in the works, and then after the midterms, and they won the House and the Senate, then they'd exploded on us, and then they'd have two years to heal from it before the presidential election. I think optimally that's what they wanted to do. But uh uh-oh, somebody fucked up. Somebody else thought differently. Everybody thinks it's a Democratic first, but now they're realizing, now this was probably a Republican. And I think the best suggestion on this as to why this happened is because while they have five people signing on this thing, five Republicans, you probably had a couple of them backing off and saying, you know, this probably isn't the best idea. So whatever Republican, call him Alito, who was the guy who wrote this thing, maybe he says, all right, fuck it, I'm going to expose this stuff and stick this on these people so they'll have no choice but to vote for when it comes down to the final decision. I don't know that that's true, but that seems like the best suggestion in my mind. Trying to figure out how these fucks think is kind of hard to do because they're so fucking harebrained. But they'll do anything. They'll out themselves in order to get what they want. They will do anything to maintain power, regain power, and get what they want. And that seems like a reasonable explanation. Now, the other good part of this for the Democrats is we finally have something that the Democrats are willing to fight for. Democrats have always been thought of as uh, being wimps and not fighting back and turning the other cheek. But this is just too far for them. And they want to step up. They're willing to behave like Republicans by the ranting and raving and protesting and pressuring. This is a bridge too far for them, and they are going to push back. So the fact that this document leaked early, as I say, might be a gift to them. It's going to screw up the Republicans in the midterms and all the Republicans, the Mitch McConnell's, the Kevin McCarthy's. They know this is a fucked up situation because all the Democrats have to do come toward the midterms and say, Hey, remember, the Republicans wanted to take away a constitutional right from all women. Okay, now go ahead and vote not to mention all the other issues and investigations and problems that they've uh, created. So this is very problematic for the Republicans, and now we have Democrats willing to get off the couch, step up, and fight back. This is going to be the one chance where Democrats finally give Republicans, the bullies, the exact response that they need. I've said this before, when you're talking about bullies, you can try every kind and every uh, passive way to deal with them. But sometimes with bullies, all you can do is step up, smack them in the snout, and knock them on their ass. Because that's all they understand. That's all they respect. Same could be said for Vladimir Putin in Russia. So the Democrats were never in a position where I thought they would really do something like this. But this may be the topic that they do it. I mean, let's be honest. What the Republicans are doing is egregious. I mean, it's horrific. It's turning women into second-class citizens, taking rights away from them. It is a fucking appalling what they're doing. And the Democrats may be ready to fight back. And that's good news. Biden won in 2020 because they were afraid Trump would win. Well, these same people are now afraid again. And this is a great motivator. We've hit the tipping point, and the Republicans have no idea what to expect. Dems need to ride this fucking energy through November. They need to keep the heat up. And somebody told me, well, they'll just forget about it because... The election six months away. Well, the final decision on this won't come for another two or three months. So we're that much closer to the midterms. And if they actually do it, well, there's going to be all kinds of problems. There's going to be a lot of fallout for not only months but years to come on this. The Republicans will pay the price for a long period of time. So this leaked document is really a gift to the Democrats. Now, the Democrats have to grab hold of it, control it, and use it to the full extent of its power. And it's got a lot of power. Now, here's uh, something interesting. Supreme Court Justice Samuel, Samuel Alito canceled an appearance at an upcoming judicial conference. Now, of course, Alito is the Justice that authored the recently leaked draft opinion showing the Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade. It's interesting. He's got some pretty strong opinions in those uh, in those documents when he was doing it behind closed doors. But apparently now that it's released, he's not able to man up enough to face the public and support his opinion. Since when are we putting cowards on the Supreme Court? Well, we put a lot of cowards on there, these Trump-la-fuck Republicans, people like Clarence Thomas, people like Kavanaugh, people like uh, Coney Berry, Gorsuch. These people are fucking cowards. They're bullies. They want to control the system. Let's be honest here. Roe v. Wade isn't about pro-life to the conservatives and the evangelicals. If that was true, they wouldn't support the, compi- the, the, the killing of abortion doctors. You remember that, when, when a, an abortion doctor just doing his job, perfectly legal, comes out of his office and he gets shot by some crazy fucking pro-lifer that can't control their emotions... And while they're trying to save the lives of babies, they don't care about the deaths of adults. In fact, this is really about their hate for women. This is about putting women back where they belong in their minds as second-class citizens. This is about power and control. Because the moment the child is born, they want nothing to do with them. They don't give a fuck about these kids. They don't want to provide money or schooling or daycare or anything for them. They're fine before they're born, but after they're born, now there's no money, there's no food in the cupboard for the kids they were insistent on saving. These people are fucking hypocrites. They're idiots. This isn't about a contradictory ideology, this is pure villainous evil. These people don't support women, they don't support this country, and they don't even support the Bible. They support greed, power, and control. Not to mention, doing everything they can to weaken every other group but their own. It's fucking egregious. Now... After seeing the leaked draft opinion suggesting that the Supreme Court would overturn Roe v. Wade, some people are expressing concerns that something like this could damage or destroy the integrity and credibility of the Supreme Court. Well, I want to put your mind at ease. You needn't worry about the prospect of something like that happening. Because the Supreme Court is already damaged. It's already destroyed. Their integrity is seriously in question. This has already happened. And here's why I believe that. The Supreme Court is insulted when they're thought to be partisan. In spite of the fact that they are clearly acting in a partisan way we're going to do this, we're going to act like we're partisan, but how dare you believe or say we're partisan? See the hypocrisy there? We have a sitting justice that is married to a woman that was actively and directly involved with an attempt to overthrow our government. Andy's collaborating with her and these groups in this effect, by refusing to recuse himself from cases connected to his wife and organizations connected uh, to his wife. So he's like an accessory after the fact, and he's a sitting judge on our Supreme Court. The fact that this document was leaked at all, that's unheard of. That doesn't happen. The leak itself puts the security and integrity of the Supreme Court in question. Now, the five Supreme Court justices that signed off on this draft opinion, Alito, Coney Barrett, Kavanaugh, Gorsuch, and Thomas, all have some things in common. All through went the went through the appointment hearings, the approval hearings. all were asked about Roe v. Wade, and all said that Roe v. Wade was settled law and virtually untouchable. Yet here we are. here we are. They sat under oath in this hearing saying, yeah, we know it's settled law with Roe v. Wade, and there's not much we can do about it. It's been held up by other court cases. There's nothing we can do about it. But the moment they get appointed and they get behind closed doors, now they're all brave. And what they said in court under oath wasn't true. So what do we do with that? We have sitting members of the Supreme Court who lied in their hearings, that's got to be something to be considered. We should expect more from our Supreme Court justices. The, C- the Supreme Court is already destroyed. There's no going back from this. They can't be trusted. And if a justice can't be trusted, then the Supreme Court is virtually worthless. I mean, it has no value. These folks are supposed to be above it all, above everything, above reproach but clearly they're not they are tainted they are hypocrites they are liars they are perjurers and they're sitting in the supreme court and they're supposed to judge the rest of us because they're above it all but see this is what i mean how they've been destroyed Nobody in this country believes that they can be trusted, or that they're truthful, or that they're above reproach. Nobody believes that anymore, based on the things we've seen, based on the list of things I just gave you. You know, it's funny, prior to Donald Trump, you never heard much about justices on the Supreme Court. It was all pretty quiet, they made their decisions, we dealt with the decisions, and we moved on. But since Donald Trump and this partisanship, and the massive attempt to keep liberal judges out of the court, like in the case with Obama's appointment or nomination Merrick Garland and the Republicans blocking it, and then they try to push, they they try and they are are successful and jamming through three conservative judges, three conservative judges that weren't even qualified to be in this position. But they didn't care as long as they did what they were supposed to do, and that's what they did. It's impossible to respect a court that's been put together like this, that behaves like this, and is damaging this country, diminishing the women in this country and as i've said before this is about uh, personal privacy that's where they get this abortion law this roe v wade everybody has a right to personal privacy well if they overturn roe v wade they're kind of overturning personal privacy so what does that open the door to you know clearly with these uh, evangelical trumplifax, we're going to be looking at gay marriage. We're going to be looking at LGBTQ rights. We'll be looking at civil rights. We'll be looking at all kinds of things. They say, oh, we're not going to touch anything else, just the uh, Roe v. Wade. Well, that's too much already, motherfucker. You shouldn't be messing with that. And we're not going to stand for that. So the fight is on. The fight is on. And people... Of the Democratic Party, women in general, people of color, LGBTQ people, even though this isn't pinching you in the ass personally, because that's the only time people seem to respond to things, even though this isn't hurting people of color directly, there's women and people of color too, so they're going to be affected by this, but don't think that it can't Touch you. Don't think they won't reach out to limit you or take away constitutional rights. I said this yesterday and I'll say it again today. The fact that they have the intention of taking any constitutional right away from anybody is a red flag. It's a dangerous fucking thing because the moment they take one constitutional right away from you, they will see an open door to take any constitutional rights away from you that they deem important to do so. So this is a scary moment in this country. It's scary about the rights for women. It's scary about overturning Roe v. Wade. There's no question about it. There's, this is a big issue in this country, and it has to be fixed. But the bigger part of this, as I said yesterday, is that this is about taking constitutional rights, any constitutional right. And as long as the evangelicals and the uh, uh, religious folks are trying to make this a theocracy, there could be a lot of rights taken away from us. We've got to nip this in the bud, as uh, Barney Fife once used to say. Got to nip this in the bud, Andy. Because if we don't, this is going to get away from us. We've spent years and years saying, well, there's nothing we can do. We'll just see what happens. It's too late now. Too much has happened. Too much has gone wrong. If we don't stop this now, it will get away from us, and we'll be in some fucking very deep trouble. So we've got to act on this. We've got to protest, we've got to speak out, we've got to push back, and we've got to vote. There are people out there that say, "Well, we've got high inflation, I don't want to vote for Joe Biden. Well, what's your option? Are you going to vote for Joe Biden because you're wor- or not vote for Joe Biden because you're worried about inflation that he has nothing to do with? And are you then instead going to vote for people that are racist, people that are trying to take the rights away from women? Does that make sense to go from that spot because of inflation and take rights away from women? Well, if you're thinking that way, you're not thinking very fucking clear. So stop it. Use some common sense. This isn't about parties anymore. This is about personal rights. It's about the Constitution. It's about the future of this country. Don't vote by party. Vote for the people that are best going to serve you. Don't worry about the fucking ideologies because the Republican Party doesn't fucking exist anymore. At least the way you knew it. Now we've got to vote the best person in to protect our rights. It seems simple enough. To get started, visit plushcare.com weightloss. That's plushcare.com weightloss. Now on to things other than the leaked draft opinion by the Supreme Court. You probably remember the name Brad Raffensberger. Now, he is the Secretary of State in the state of Georgia, He's also the guy that Donald Trump called and coerced or tried to coerce him into finding 11,786 votes so he could overturn the 2020 election in Georgia. Now, Raffensperger refused to capitulate, mainly because there was no way he could do it legally. Now, it seems as though Raffensperger was the rare, honest, and principled Republican At least that's how it appeared back then. Well, not so fast. Brad Raffensperger is up for re-election in November of 2022 and faces a primary on May 24th. So it will be interesting if he makes it through the primary. I mean, he is the poster boy for those that denied Donald Trump the opportunity to commit a coup. Republicans can't be too happy with Raffensperger at this point. He is a Republican. He did what his job required, and he did it legally. But, of course, that doesn't sit well with Republicans. Brad Raffensperger, the Secretary of State of the state of Georgia, knows better than anyone what happened in 2020 in the election in Georgia. He knows there was no fraud. That's why he did what he did with Donald Trump. That said, he has endorsed a new investigation by the state elections board into special or ser- uh, specious allegations that thousands of mailed-out 2020 ballots had been illegally collected in Metro Atlanta by dozens of workers hired by left-leaning nonprofit groups. Really, Brad? Now, had you thought that back uh, when Donald Trump called you, maybe you would have done something to help Donald Trump out. If you would thought that there was some kind of hanky-panky going on with the election, why didn't you hear Donald Trump out? Instead, you fought back. See, Brad Raffensberger was caught between a rock and a hard place. Now, he was the Secretary of State, is the Secretary of State. He is a Republican. He supports all Republicans. But he was pressured by Donald Trump to try to overturn this election illegally. And he knew that he would pay a price, legally speaking, if he did what Donald Trump wanted. So at that point, he was more fearful of going to jail than he was of Donald Trump. And don't get me wrong, he was probably very fearful of Donald Trump because he knew the power he could wield. Uh, But the fact of the matter is there was a a, a period of time that he could try to deal with it. This was in uh, 2021. We're now in 2022. He did what he thought was most (laughs) expeditious... When he talked to Donald Trump, he did what he thought was right. He did what was truly legal, even though Donald Trump didn't agree with him. He didn't like it, and he was hammering this guy. Now, you can bet that Donald Trump is going to rip this guy leading up to the primary in hopes of getting him kicked out and getting one of his boys or girls in. So now Raffensperger's got to do something to save his political life. So he says, sure, we'll do an investigation on something I know is bullshit. Because he doesn't care about what's truth or what's right. All he cares about is getting fucking reelected, just like every other fucking Republican out there. Frankly, it's not so different from a lot of Democrats, too. These are the kind of people that are representing us. Raffensperger knows there was no fraud, no election fraud, because they investigated it, because he couldn't do anything to facilitate what Donald Trump wanted. But again, he's more concerned about getting reelected than the truth or justice. This is who they are. This is how they act. This is what they do when they're no longer pressured by the law. Now, a lot of these folks, of course, they don't care about the law. They think they could undermine the law, and many of these people have. They've not testified. Now, Raffensperger has testified, I believe, uh, down in Georgia with Fonnie Willis, and will probably testify at the uh, grand jury that they just put in place. The only good news for Raffensburger in this situation is The grand jury testimony is secret, so he can say whatever he wants to say, and the voters won't hear it. They won't know anything about it. And you can only hope that he's going to tell the truth. He's already spoken to Fawny Willis before, so he's going to have to stick to his story. You certainly can't commit perjury, but he's got kind of a balancing act going here. He wants to be truthful. I believe in his heart. He wants to be truthful. I believe in his heart that he knows Donald Trump was wrong and he'd like to see Donald Trump gone and not back in the presidential uh, Oval Office. I'm sure he feels that way. I think a lot of Republicans do. They just don't say it because they're afraid Donald Trump will wreak havoc on their political careers. And they're right. But at the same time, he doesn't want to Speak out badly publicly about Donald Trump. He doesn't want to do anything that would make Donald Trump mad because he still wants to be the Secretary of State. And he's in the process of running to do that. So it's going to be interesting to see how he works out this balancing act. You can't be honest and still support Donald Trump. You'll do whatever you have to do in order to save your own ass. And therein lies the problem with our government, with our politicians. The first thing that comes to their mind is, how do I benefit? How do I enrich myself? How do I protect myself? But these people are servants of the public. That's in their job title. They should first be thinking, how do we serve the public? How do I serve this government? But they don't think that way. They never have, and they never will. This is something that we need to fix. This is a problem that is going to destroy this country if we don't fix it. Now, this whole thing with Donald Trump, the investigations, the overturning of Roe v. Wade, this has turned into a big mess in this country. And while that's a bad thing, and while that's a negative thing we're working on, a lot of time positive things come out of negative things. And I can only hope against hope that by exposing all that's been exposed and this kerfuffle that we've got going on, that at some point it will right us. It'll right the ship and get us back on track. I mean, I got to think about that. I've said this before, if you go into anything thinking it's going to be negative or you're going to lose, well, it will be negative and you will lose. You have to see some light at the end of the tunnel. You have to have some hope because once we don't have hope, we might as well all fucking curl up in the corner and cry for the rest of our lives. I don't want to do that. I will not do that. That's why I get so angry about these people who keep coming on, oh, nothing's going to happen to them, nothing's going to happen to them. Okay, if you really fucking believe that, now what? What are you going to do? You're just going to go pout in your bedroom and just let anything happen? It's fucking ridiculous. That's not how you win anything. That's not how you succeed in doing anything, by throwing up your hands and saying, oh, I can't do anything. I've said to my kids before, and I don't know that they understand it. I've said this to a lot of people, and I don't know if they understand it. But no matter what situation you're in, no matter what problem you have, there's always an angle to figure it out. There's always a way to turn it around or just get through it. How do I know this? Well, I'm 62. I've been through every traumatic, tragic horrible situation you can possibly imagine. And guess what? I'm fucking still here. And I'm fine. That's the case with everybody. Just put your head down, do what you're supposed to do, and keep moving forward. Don't cry and whine and say, Oh, I'll never win, I'll never win, or this will never happen. That's bullshit, that's a fucking cop-out, and that's weak. Alright, next up. Apparently, there's been some more audio of Kevin McCarthy, the House Minority Leader. It was released regarding the Donald Trump situation with the insurrection. Now, you'll remember when the first set of recordings was released, it exposed McCarthy as a blatant liar, He was asked about uh, if he said these things. He said, no, I didn't. The tape comes out, and it clearly shows he did say all of those things. Now, when he was asked about it, after the tapes came out, all he said was, oh, there's nothing to see here. It's been overblown. Really, Kev? It's you on the recording. It's your voice gaslighting is not going to work in this situation this time. You've done it for five or six years, but now all this shit is exposed. You can't play a recording with you saying those things you're, you're accused of and then tell us it didn't happen. It doesn't fucking work that way. It worked that way for a little while with Donald Trump, but now that's starting to fail there. And thankfully, you're not Donald Trump. You don't have that much power. You said what you said. You lied to the American public. Now, another recording has been released. And in this one, Kevin McCarthy is saying that Trump did what Trump did on January 6th was atrocious. His words, not mine. McCarthy brought up the 25th Amendment, but was concerned that it would take too long. He also said impeachment would be too divisive. Yeah, you think, Kev? He even brought up talking to Joe Biden. Joe wasn't even the fucking president at the time. What the fuck is Joe Biden supposed to do? This is a Republican president. This falls on the Republican Congress. So grow a set and handle your fucking shit. So what's up, Kev? We're supposed to ignore these recordings, too? This exposes you for who you are. Here's what we know. We're dealing with two Kevin McCarthys. To Republican leaders, he recognizes and has concerns about Donald Trump and the insurrection. But to the American public, he says nothing happened. Maybe it was Antifa. You see the problem here? Least of all, Kevin McCarthy is a bald-faced liar. And he's lying to the very people he's supposed to be serving. It's fucking ridiculous. Again, it goes back to who's representing us? What quality of people is representing us? Well, Kevin McCarthy is very poor quality. He's not serving anybody. He's not a leader. He's a gutless piece of shit. Much like we've talked about with Alito. Now not wanting to own up to what he wrote. Kevin McCarthy's in the same boat here, and it's all about fear of Donald Trump. Donald Trump is a fuck-up. He's a loser. He fails at everything, but somehow he's got some power over these people, and they're scared to death of making him upset. Now, it'll be interesting to see what Donald Trump says when he hears these second recordings I know Kevin McCarthy and Donald Trump tried to make it. Oh, it's no big deal. That was the plan. Let's say it's no big deal, nothing here, and maybe people will forget about it. But the uh, New York Times writers that exposed this, they made a point of saying when the first set came out that, oh, we got more. We got a lot fucking more. And what we heard today or yesterday, the second set of recordings, That's not even all of it. There's going to be more coming. It looks to me like the New York Times writers that wrote this book, This Shall Not Pass, they're trying to bury Kevin McCarthy. And I think Kevin McCarthy knows it. I mean, this guy wants to be Speaker of the House. Well, first they've got to get the majority, and I don't think they're going to do it, especially now that they've alienated 51% of this fucking country. Their prospects of winning the midterms have lessened considerably. They're in fucking trouble. And now these audio recordings come out exposing uh, Kevin McCarthy for exactly who he is. A fucking liar. A fucking coward. And he thinks he's going to be Speaker of the House? Well, I think he's hoping against hope uh, for something that uh, just ain't going to happen. Kevin McCarthy's in trouble right now. He knows he's in trouble and it'll be interesting to see what he does. But uh the second set of recordings is going to put him on the hot seat again. People are going to be asking questions and just saying, "Oh, it's no big deal. Donald and I are fine." That ain't going to fucking work cuz we know better. All right. Here's a funny one. And uh It's also typical. In a recent video, Donald Trump stated that nobody has done more for Christianity. Nobody has done more for religion of all types than me. That sounds like Donald Trump, doesn't it? Well, he said it. Then he suggested that the Democrats are against organized religion. They're against Christianity. And he did this on the Christian Broadcast Network, CBN you got to think that there are some people watching that network saying, that's fucking blasphemy, because it is blasphemy according to Christian code. But he has the audacity to say this, and it goes back to what I've said before. Let Donald Trump talk. Put him back on Twitter, because he just fucks himself over and over every time he opens his mouth. Now, if you talk to evangelicals, they'll say that Donald Trump is sent from God and he is their Lord and Savior. I don't know. I thought there was a commandment that said, thou shalt not have any other gods before me. Apparently, they didn't read that one. If this wasn't so insidious, it would be fucking hysterical. It's like an SNL sketch. Every time you see Donald Trump talk and you see the evangelicals, walking in lockstep behind him, supporting everything he does. Let's be honest. The only reason they supported Donald Trump, they know he's an idiot. They know he's not a Christian. But they believed that he'd be the guy that would be able to get Roe v. Wade overturned. And it's looking like it's working. So that is not going to get them to leave Donald Trump's side. They're going to be tighter than ever. They're going to be grateful because they're going to get what they want. Unfortunately, the last thing they probably want is what they've been asking for. Donald Trump is their Lord and Savior. Now, Donald Trump has three wives, all of which he's cheated on. Each of them, he has four kids. He was had no involvement in raising those kids at all. He's a racist. He's a misogynist. He's an anti-Semite. He supports white supremacists. He's destroyed the businesses of uh, people that were contractors on some of his jobs. He filed bankruptcy, left everybody holding the bag with all these debts, and these companies were destroyed. It's been proven that he cheats the U.S. government, and consorts with enemies of this country. This is a man that planned and incited an attack on our own government. What is it that Donald Trump has done for Christianity? Frankly, everything I've seen from him is the antithesis of Christianity. For the evangelicals uh, who support this clown, they're, hip, they're hypocrites, and they're enemies of this country. I've said that before, and I got in trouble for it. Evangelicals are the enemies of this country. I told you, I have a relative who heard me say that, and they happen to be evangelicals, and they were angry with me. Were they angry because I said it, or were they angry because it's true and I called them out on it? I would love to talk to an evangelical at some point. Let them quote the Bible uh, passages. Let them try to explain to me how they justify following Donald Trump and all the things he's done. They will. You know they will. And it's always very difficult to talk to a religious person. Not a religious person, a overtly religious person. Because to be honest, my experience... The more overtly religious somebody is, the more despicable they tend to be. Now, understand, when I say this, I'm not saying that I don't believe in God, that I don't believe in the teachings of the Bible and that sort of thing. I don't like organized religion for a number of reasons, and I've talked about that. But for those people that do enjoy uh, organized religion, I have no qualms about that. I think religion's a personal thing, and whatever way you want to worship your God or or practice your religion, you should be free to do that. I think that's even in the fucking Constitution, isn't it? But the evangelicals would have, rather have you do it their way, because it's the best way. It's the only way. Well, I never saw anything in the Bible that stipulated what you had to do and how you had to do it in order to worship your God. But I'm not a theologian, I'm not uh, well read. I know enough and I know what works for me. But these evangelicals will continue to support Donald Trump as long as he's willing to be manipulated by the evangelicals. Again, let's 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 remind ourselves Donald Trump being who he is and the mentality he possesses. He is probably one of the easiest people in the world to manipulate. I guarantee you, if you put me in a room with Donald Trump, he'd think I was the greatest guy in the world by the time I left. I wouldn't like him, but I would tell him what he wants to hear, and then I'd get everything I wanted from him. It would be easy as pie. I've said this before. My dad had a similar personality. He was hard to deal with. But once you realized all you had to do was pat him on the back, tell them how great they are because that's what they think they are, then they think you're the greatest guy in the world. These people don't have close friends because once anybody gets close to them, they see who they are and they back away very quickly. I saw it with my father and his friends. I saw it with my father and his fucking family. Everybody knows He's a dark cloud going some way to set off a downpour of shit. And that's the same thing with Donald Trump. Vladimir Putin knows all too well how to handle Donald Trump. And he played him like a violin. And he continues to play him like a violin. The evangelicals are the same way. They don't care about the Bible. They don't care about God. They care about greed and money and power. That's all they fucking care about. And when somebody like Donald Trump gets to be president their eyes light up because they see him as a way to get some of that power. And and Donald Trump is uh more than willing to give them as much power as they want as long as they pay homage to him cuz that's all that matters to him. He looks like a smart guy, a stable genius. The, the guy that did the most for Christianity. Well, he hasn't done shit for Christianity, but I bet if you go talk to the evangelicals, they go, oh, yes, he's been great for religions, for Christianity. He hasn't done fuck all for them. He's done everything he can to spite them. But as long as he has even just a bit of power, these evangelicals want to grab it and take it and run with it. And they will do whatever they have to do. They will support whatever they have to support. And they will put up with whatever they have to put up. And then they'll make excuses for doing that. This isn't a religious organization. This is an evil organization. This is an organization that wants to control people and get power. And you know what? With Donald Trump and the Republicans in office, they got it. Our job now is to take that shit away. They got no business having it, and they aren't to be trusted with any kind of power. All right, we're going to wrap up the Rational Boomer podcast. I want to thank you very much for spending time with me today. If you have questions, comments, complaints, recipes, jokes, fuck, I don't care. Send me an email at rationalboomer at gmail.com or go to anchor.fm and uh, find the Rational Boomer podcast, you can leave a voicemail. Always anxious to hear from you. And as I've said before, I'm open to the possibility of having some listeners on from time to time for 10 or 15 minutes or something, and we can talk about what you want to talk about, answer some questions, and put you on the show if you feel comfortable doing that. So if you have an interest in that, also email me at rationalboomer at gmail.com. One other head up Uh, later today, I will be doing a podcast with Ed. So we'll have an extra edition going out yet today, assuming everything works out perfectly well. And I think it will this time. So you have a great day and we'll be back later today or tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Rational Boomer podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode.